no, they did another YKS. Look out, here comes another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Sit down and listen to Mike and JF. Oh no, they did another YKS. Now you gotta hear another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Put your headphones on, it's YKS. Michael, Jessica, listen. My fiance wanted to invite you to our wedding, but I said you all would drink all of our booze. So I hope you enjoy the invite that will come two weeks later. We only love Jessica, a.k.a. me. I only love Michael and Pickles. Bye. Okay, so... Uh, first of all, welcome to YKS. Let's get this out of the way. You like you're supposed to say what the name of the show is at the beginning of the program. Mm-hmm. This is the YKS program. Welcome to it. Uh, you've got you've got JF here. Okay. You got all your favorite guys in this one. JF, uh, calm, cool, collected. JF. You have Mike. Yeah. The wild card. You've got King Kong, and he's here. Mm-hmm. And King Kong Bundy as well, and they're pissed if you get them confused. So don't do that. That's going to be a problem. He died, JF. Well, I don't like to say which wrestlers have died because in the past I've been wrong, and then I get I get raked over the coals. Yeah. So now those goddamn things are hot. The coals. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird because I thought they've been. I thought they were called colds. Yeah, that's a common misconception. I think when people are. Uh, Hey, uh, stoke the colds, would yeah, you? Right. And, and the guy's coming back. You know, he's covered in ice. Yeah, he's like, he's hey, like, I thought- not for nothing, but, you know, then things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but, geez Louise, you know. Yeah. Came back with my whiskers singed. Um, so, welcome to YKS. A uh, little bit different today. Mike is Mike is in the virtual realm at this time. Um, so he wasn't able to hear the voicemail that was played. So Mike, I'll just kind of catch you up to speed here. Um, it, uh, there was a, there was a potential wedding invitation that has been nixed. Stevie nixed. Oh yeah. Stevie nixed. (laughs) Fleetwood Mac is a popular wedding. Yeah. So that's relevant to say. I got it. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to repeat it for me. I got it. I was with you all the way. Okay. Well, anyways, I think there seems to be some confusion over what my name is, so that's why I'm trying to get it out there that my name is Jesse Farrar. It's not, it's not, it's not Jessica. I wouldn't be, which I is, wouldn't be going around saying that in public, but yeah, my name is Jesse Farrar, and and you are I'm, one half of YKS. I'm not a crook. I would go to that. I would go to that wedding. This is what is that? The third wedding invitation. We've had we've so had? many wedding invitations, and uh, and uh, kinda, the thing is, cool. is that that costs money too. Because I know if you ever look at wedding invitations, it's like, well, the cards, you know, six dollars, and then the envelope. Mm-hmm. And the envelope's more expensive because it's it's you your wedding. Think, what, how how much is it per plate? You know, and you got another guy there, and he's going to drink all the booze, and he's going to drink a lot of the booze too. And, That's what she uh, said in the voicemail. She said we're going to drink the booze. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, Mike's gonna Mike's gonna drink the booze. JF is gonna eat the bones. Remember yeah, that? I eat the bones. I don't. I don't remember that at all. I don't, I don't think very that. many people will be having Kentucky Fried Chicken, fried chicken, yeah, bone-in fried chicken at their wedding. But I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with doing that. 
Yeah, unless unless Donald Trump uh, gets married again, JF. Yeah, knowing him, and then knowing him, yeah, I think he. You know what? It's probably on the docket. He likes fast food, and he loves getting divorced as well. He loves getting. He's addicted to getting divorced. You know, you got to know when he goes up to the altar and he's with his new wife. Yeah. Everybody in the crowd is like, here we go. Yeah. And she's just like, she's like, oh, this is the greatest day of my life. And Mr. T is just rubbing his hands like a little fly. You know, he's like, here it comes. I'm about to get divorced. Oh, oh, Donald Trump. I thought, okay. You said Mr. T yeah. and it just doesn't, it doesn't strike I me bet. as too strange that Mr. T would be there. <laughs> I bet I bet there was a lot of confusion back in the eighties when Donald Trump was like uh, popular. He's like, I'm Mr. T, and Mr. T was like, Ah, no, you're not, man, or how, whatever his catchphrase is, or whatever. Uh, yeah, that probably was a huge problem. Um, but all those eighties guys were like, they always hung out and stuff. Like, uh, you, like at WrestleMania, there was the crossover. There was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, and I think they. What did they do? Yeah. What did they play cards? I don't remember what they did at the thing. Yeah, but. they got out of the, so it was kind of different for that WrestleMania where they um the entire arena went dark. This was uh, what in like 1980 uh what was it? 88, 89. 80, 80 and change, yeah. This was uh this was the WrestleMania to remember, I think is what it was called. And what happened was the entire arena went, and you can look this up on YouTube if you want. I looked it up a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. The entire arena went dark. Mr. T comes out. Every, the crowd goes nuts. Yep. Okay? And he steps into the ring. Cra- the fucking arena goes dark again. It was an electrifying moment. I can't imagine what it was like to be there in person. I, I got goosebumps. I'm sitting here, what, like 20 years later, 30 years later, yeah. and I'm, I'm getting fucking uh, goosebumps watching the goddamn thing. Right. Hey, but uh, the next guy to come out, Hulk Hogan himself, at the at the t- at the height of his power, at the height of his stardom. The speaker is blank. Dun, 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 and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, that's Hogan's music! I know from his music, I know that that's, that's his, him. That's He's his, back that's there. His, that's his 1980s, 1990s music. I recognize that because it's that time now. Right. All the people are saying that in we're the in this time. Yeah. Ah, we're in this time. How uh, how rad is it? Oh right! I was saying rad back then. Yeah. So Hogan comes down the you know the ramp there, and he gets into the uh, the ring with Mr. T, and then the lights come up, and there's a card table there, and they start playing Go Fish. Right. And it's like uh, you know, I thought there was going to be some wrestling. I thought at least there would be an arm wrestling. That was something they would sometimes do if the guy wasn't like really athletic. They'd do an arm wrestling. That would at least be the bit. (laughs) The funny thing about wrestling, um, I think it's fake. Number one, but what's oh, in, you don't you don't think it's real? I don't believe in it. But I think one interesting thing mm-hmm. about wrestling, if you just if you think about it for a second, I think one cool thing is uh, so many of the times that people come out, it's a surprise, like because they're yeah. they're thought to be injured or they're thought to be off the roster or they're thought to be like dead in some cases or whatever. And then they'll surprise everyone by their music starting and then walking out to the ring. And everyone's like, no, what the fuck? Like, everyone can't believe it. But yeah. there must be some mix up in the control room. Yeah, but you got to, th- yeah, exactly. You got to think, like, if the guy's going to come out and do a big surprise, the first thing he does is, like, goes and talks to the guy in the booth. And he's like, hey, don't forget to play my music. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's like the producer of WWF. And he's got, like, what is that like? He's got, he's got all of the soundtracks up there and they're all like numbered so it's like 
Number 50, it's The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And The Undertaker, like, I guess, climbs up the ladder and goes into the trailer, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to go out in about five minutes if you can just pull up my track. The guy's like, yeah, well, yours, is, the- yours is on the other tape, <laughs> God damn it! I don't, you know. I got to rewind it. They're still on tapes. <laughs> just but weird. They, they, so they played the first round of uh, Go Fish. Right. Electrifying moment. This was uh, the one of the earliest pay per views I think that they had, and the, mm-hmm. so the everybody thinks you know it's all over. Mister T lost the uh, the. Um, it's close though. It's close. And here, and lo and behold, the arena goes dark one more time. It's a uh, it's the, the robot from fucking Short Circuit, right. and also Fisher Stevens, the guy who did Brownface as the Indian guy. He came out too, and the crowd. Oh yeah. Crowd just lost it. He was very popular was, at that time. It was the '80s, and that was cool to do. Everybody was like, "He's he's being an Indian guy," and like, um, yeah, just an, just an embarrassing time for movies. <laughs> Remember that fucking '80s movie where the guy did blackface to get into college or whatever? What was that called? Oh, I don't know. Was that uh, is that the one where the Belushi guys were in college on his sweater? That's a for, that's like sort of a famous college is where he has college written on it, and that's how you know it was called. It was called Soul Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Soul Man is a 1986 American comedy about a white man who wears makeup in order to pretend to be black and qualify for a black-only scholarship at Harvard Law School. The geniuses over at Harvard couldn't see through uh, a bit of darkened makeup. They were fooled by that. Just goes to show you the... uh, how flimsy a Harvard education is, huh? Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, the thing they wanted to believe, you know. But mm-hmm. so he directed Soul Man. What did he do after Soul Man? A lot. The director Fisher of that. Stevens? No, the director of Soul Man, Steve Miner, went from he went from Soul Man to he. Then he directed nine episodes of The Wonder Years. Um, a bunch of t- a TV show apparently called Elvis. Um, oh God, he did Friday Thirteenth Part Two and Three. He also did House, an amazing film. House, the House series, House 1 and 2, great fucking films. You've never seen them. You've never seen them, or I've never seen them? I said if you've never seen them. I've never seen them. Very good. Oh, did he do Halloween H2O? Starring George Went, not Halloween. House. (laughs) Halloween with George Went would be a little bit (laughs) weirder. I'm the guy from Cheers, yeah. is what he's saying all the time. And he's got the mask on or whatever. That's a mask yeah. on the Halloween guy, right? Hey, I'm the guy from Cheers. Yeah, yeah. I never. I, I think I've said this before. I never understood what the scary part of Halloween is. The scary part is he's a maniac killer who can't be stopped by a traditional means. Um, he's known as the Shape JF. Yeah, but what's the deal with him? If you just If you just blasted him, you don't think he would... Get, he wouldn't get blasted. That's the thing. It's, it's always it's these camera tricks, you know. Yeah. That's what I don't like about it. Is I think if if you show him getting run over by a dump truck, you kind of you kind of call it, it a career on that guy. Call he's, it a day on that guy. Huh? He's not getting up from that. There's no way. There's <laughs> no way. After his escape from Smith's Grove Institution, Michael Myers stole the mask from a local hardware store and used it to murder. Several teens on Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Wait a minute, that mask is from a hardware store. Yeah, I guess so. In reality, it's a fucking. You know what it is, right? It's a. Uh, 
it's a it's a Captain Kirk mask. Is it <laughs> from really? Like, from like the seventies. Yeah. Or they just put like a bunch of plaster on it or something? I don't I don't know. I think it's just like a, a shitty mask. It sucks ass. It's really bad. It does suck ass. But what would be really the, ostensibly what what is the reason? Now look, I'm a bit of a DIYer, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm trying to figure out what the application would be for a <clears throat> for a molded plain white plaster looking mask with eye holes. Cuz normally if you're going to get something for your face, you want to protect those eyes. Yeah. But this in this case, they're just kind of thinking, well, protect everything but the eyes, and the eyes can kind of fend for themselves, I guess. Maybe maybe the guy under the mask was super famous, and he wanted to hide his identity. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was the guy from Cheers. <laughs> we don't know that it wasn't the guy from, from Cheers. I don't know what his body type was, but they could have had a body double, and still narratively, <laughs> it could have been the huge, Cheers guy. Huge fat guy with a mask on. <laughs> um. Well, uh, before we get into the real, the fresh meat of the show, um, or or for our vegetarian listeners, the uh, what's a vegetable? You could say um, the uh, soy or something, right? I don't think I want to say soy. I think people get upset about I think soy. It's, I think it's bad to say soy now. You're not allowed to eat soy anymore. People get mad at you. So I guess I'm going to say uh, the eggplant, sort of a bad vegetable, and I'm sorry, but that is what I'm going to, yeah. that's... That's what I'm going to say, and that's sort of what you have to deal with if you're a vegetarian listener of the show. You don't like eggplant parmesan? It just doesn't hold up to the heat. It gets too mooshed. It's a a wet veg. It is is wet. It's highly wet. It's a very wet vegetable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's trash compared to the zucchini and the squash. It's bullshit. It's bullshit compared to those. And plus, the other ones you can hollow out and make a gourd, which is yeah. so cool. Did, if you, did you ever have a gourd growing up? Uh, no, I did not. That's sad. Um, That's really sad. Yeah. My family couldn't afford a gourd. Um, afford a gourd? We had an acorn, though. It was passed down a couple generations from my great-grandpa who was in the war. That's something, but, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Cultural it's the best differences. we can do. Yeah, well, we had lots of gourds growing up. My dad was a bit of an eccentric and loved gourds. So we, is that true? We would we actually did have gourds. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. we had fucking hard like really like empty gourds with like brittle flaky gourd shells on the. I don't even know how they made it. Strange, right? It's Strange very odd. thing to have in your house, just a, a bunch of gourds. But again, it was the eighties, so this was. <laughs> yeah, this, this was the time when the short circuit robot and the <laughs> the white guy or the Indian stuff. Or so it was really a gourd free for all between that and all the other stuff going on, and I think there was like Iran was going on, and there were a yeah. lot more house fires during this time. So, Mr. Gorbachev, yeah, give me that gourd. <laughs> And it's like uh, he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that whole thing was about. That's you know what I think we we can make a little hay here if we wanted to go back uh, to about ten years ago where you would make a video and you'd put it online and then that would just be something you did. We could do a whole mm-hmm. thing where you kind of put gourds in like gourds throughout history and there would be like handing off of the gourds, all kinds yeah. of stuff. And we might make twenty five thirty dollars off of that. And um, that's money in the bank. And then plus interest, so. There's something to think about. Um, I wanted to I wanted to mention this thing. I thought about putting it in our 
in our sort of the headliner segment of the show, the six pack. But I decided to hold back a little bit because I there was a lot more meat or eggplant that I wanted to dig in on uh, on that segment. But I did want to mention briefly the cheese wall. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I have not. I'm just seeing it for the first time. What is it? What is well, the cheese wall? Okay, so oh, first of all, I'm looking at it like a new, like a brand new GoFundMe design yeah. on the website. Are you seeing that too? I just brought that up. Yeah, they just redid their whole shit. Yeah. Wow. Looks great. And congrats to those guys um, who, so far as I know, are making the world a better place. So thank you. For <laughs> just putting all that, putting all that healthcare money to uh, yeah. good use. Yeah. Getting a little CSS in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, look at that. Uh, so this is this is pretty interesting. This is build a cheese wall at the U.S. Mexico border. So there's an as uh, an artist. Uh, name of uh, Cosimo, I think is his name. Yeah, Cosimo Cavallaro uh, down in Los Angeles, California. And what he's doing is he's taking some blocks of inedible cheese. It's it's not it would not be it's not he's not buying cheese off the shelf that people would otherwise get and take home and put on some nachos or melt it down for some. Um, uh, uh, what is it when you dip the, uh, some fondue? It's not. It's none of that kind of stuff. This is non. This is not for human consumption cheese. Okay, and yeah. he's he's building them up in a in a block fashion, and then placing them along the border or close to the border, and it's um it's sort of a statement against the board the proposed border wall from the Trump administration. Um, and this it says what. What type of cheese will be used? Mexican hard cheese. We're buying the cheese from several fabricators who are storing expired blocks of cheese specifically for this project. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to make it six feet tall, 25 feet long. And the whole point of it is that it is, it is pointless, that it is a waste, that it, it'll it yeah. be ugly, that it will you know, fail to do anything or whatever. I just – I am – Hey, much like the real wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Oh, I thought I thought I came up with that by myself. Maybe okay. I should build a cheese wall. Okay, I don't think that's not what I'm trying to. But it just reminded me of the famous Kurt Vonnegut quote, uh, where he says, "During the Vietnam War, every respectable artist in this country was against the war. It was like a laser beam. We were all aimed in the same direction. The power of this weapon turns out to be that of a custard pie dropped from a stepladder six feet high, which is kind of a funny." There's a funny uh, rumination uh, from a respected writer about the the various types of artistic protest you can do against injustice, um, which is not to say that this is completely useless, but damn, if this guy raised $300,000, I f- feel like maybe you could, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want the, I don't want the perfect to be the enemy of the good or whatever, but maybe if we could divert. Three hundred thousand dollars towards something else besides cheese it would be <laughs> maybe, fine maybe with just me. Get, give some money to some some charity or something. This one person on here donated five hundred dollars to this thing. Yeah, do you see this? And the two hundred dollars from from my, our boy Franco here. Yeah, Carlo donating a uh, hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, it's not no no, no fucking. Uh, Small change here. It's not nothing, you know. Right now he's got twenty two hundred bucks, and that twenty two hundred dollars will go towards buying inedible cheese and then letting it rot in a field. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. I don't know that, the, and I don't know that it truly sucks. I don't know. I just bums me out. You know, this is just a bummer to me. Um, but this would be this would be great if the cheese if the cheese wall gets a lot of attention, and then then we don't spend fifty billion dollars doing something really evil. I think that's great. But damn, does this does this? I mean, it probably literally it probably stinks literally. Yeah. Hey, I hope you like a bunch of mice coming to the coming to the country. Either way, you know, because of, of the cheese. Either you way, got yeah. That, did you? Right. They have fucking shirts on here you can buy. Like, uh, there's one. There's a hoodie that says "Make America," and then there's a cheese grater that says "Again." So, "Make America Great." Again. And that one does seem to, that seems to fall into the the regular criticism we have of the "Make America Great Again" artwork, which mm. is that. Uh, not yeah. clear what side of it you're on when you essentially print 90% of it <laughs> on the shirt or the hat or whatever. Like some guy's going to see all the, you know, the four words of, of, of until like, uh, uh, and that's like, oh, you, you fucking switched it up at the last minute. Just surprised. And he to- totally fucking flips his worldview <laughs> and he becomes like a nice person just because of uh, your yeah. cheese grater hat. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, not a hundred percent clear what the message behind that is supposed to be. That's art for you, baby. It don't uh, don't have to have a message. It don't need yeah. to make sense. It's 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 better if it's expensive. All the better. Um, Absolutely. If, if it sucks, that's some good art. If it sucks, it's good. Yeah, and I'm Oof. I'll fully admit I'm sort of a philistine on this type of stuff. I don't really know my ass from my. I thought you were from Nashville. Um. <laughs> Philistine. Phyllis, yeah. Um, all right, well, that's enough of showing our ass on on that. But uh, I wanted to also give an update on a, a previous Kickstarter, Mike. A lot of times we like to do this. We like to go back into the archives. We, uh, you remember that scene in the Star Wars uh, prequels where they go to... Uh, where is it that they go? And then the uh, there's the lady there who's like the librarian for all of the... Do you know what I'm talking about? She's like the galactic librarian or something. I remember the scene. Yeah, they. I think. I think that it's. I think it's when they. They find if the, I remember, the planet. If I remember correctly, it's in episode. What episode is this? This is episode two. Two where they had. It was. Um, what's the main guy's name in that one? Obi Wan. Obi Wan is like, hey, I got to do like a book report real quick. Yeah. Let's find a library. <laughs> And it goes to the one, the main one. He goes to the main library mm-hmm. and the fucking what's the other guy's name? The Dark Vader guy? What's his what's his what's his government name? Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's like Well, he's, he's senator at this point, I believe, but yeah. Hell yeah, dude, let's go to the fucking library. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna smoke weed in the stacks. I don't know if he just said that or not. I haven't watched it in a long time. But what were you saying about you the something? What were you saying? We were pretty much on the same page. I just, it just reminds me of the that scene where they go to the library to find uh, information on the planet Camino, uh, which is what uh, Obi Wan's intelligence reports to that to that point have indicated to him is uh, is where this this big secret is, and he finds out later. It's of course. Uh, where they're building the clone army that later executes Order 66, um, which destroys the entire Jedi Order, save 
for uh, uh, Luke and Yoda and Obi-Wan as they go into hiding. Um, and it reminds me of that, is like looking through old stuff. Took a while to get there, but we pulled it off and we have arrived at our final destination of <laughs> whatever this was. And there, it's it's yeah. the Zoke, right? Yeah, it is. It is the Zoke. It's restore calmness and serenity to the mind and body. I feel like this was one that you talked about. Was that? Do you remember this? I I think that that was that's correct. Yeah. Do you remember anything about it? Because I actually had completely forgotten it. It's a it's that fucking thing that you put in your ear and you squeeze the bulb like a, a thing. It's supposed to calm you down. <laughs> like if you're just like wiling out and then like somebody comes up and squirts some of this air in your foot and then you're like just go completely limp. Yes, I think that's what this is supposed to be. Why did it get suspended? Let me let me check here. Well, so yeah, so when we talked about on episode fifty three, which again is archived and it's not it's not missing. On the big 3D hologram printout of all the YKS episodes, this one is <laughs> is in there where it's supposed to be. The data file is not corrupted. It's there, baby. Um, Sean, uh, backer uh, Sean comments on this. My guess would be that Kickstarter felt that despite the note in the campaign description, this product was intended to treat conditions. That is technically a violation of the Kickstarter rules, but it's admittedly one that doesn't appear to always be enforced. So what happened was... Uh, Zoke, so it started out with, it had 23,000 when we talked about it. It ended with 56,000 the day before it was supposed to close funding. Um, it would have been funded five times over and then Kickstarter suspended it. And there's a note in the description of the campaign that says, note, you know, Zoke is not intended to treat whatever. It's the same shit you always see when you see a commercial for some, yeah, it's cover your ass for some bullshit off the shelf pharmacy nonsense. And... Uh, but I guess, according to this guy's guess, and I think this is a reasonable inference, Kickstarter may have determined, like, look, you're really pitching this as a medical device, despite yeah. your little warning on the top. This You're really saying, if you look throughout the copy, there's a lot of stuff about how it can help you with migraines and, like, anxiety and that kind of stuff. So, just, just slapping parody on it doesn't absolve you of, yeah. <laughs> of anything. That's true. So John, one of the collaborators, says, We want our backers to know that we are sad to see this campaign be suspended. We did nothing that would jeopardize our dreams of getting this product to those wanting the Zoke relief. So we will begin manufacturing and selling directly through our website next week. We're blindsided by what happened. And so you can buy it. um, And it looks like they went through the necessary regulatory hoops to, to sell the thing. It just Kickstarter didn't like it on their website. So who knows what happened to that money? My hope is that it's refunded. Um... But you can buy it on their website for five dollars less than they said it would be at retail. So again, the the classic thing of it being less than it actually is at retail rears its head. But at least you can buy it, and I don't know if these yeah. other people got a credit or what. Um, I think I think what actually happens is is they uh, the secret police come to their house and t- in the middle of the night, yeah, take them take them out uh, into the field. And uh, make them get down on their hands and knees and just execute them like a dog. You think that is what happens when you run afoul of Kickstarter rules? Mm-hmm. It seems unlikely, but in, you know, in this day and age, um, <laughs> it being 2019, and around every corner there, there's you know, looming and unseen mass of dark forces. Uh, you know, it really, it really could be, it really could be something like that. Which is why I'm glad 
I have the little uh, pipette that can force air into my brain because yeah. without that, I tell you what, I'd be bouncing off the walls. Um, so mm, somebody comes up and you just fucking like pet, like lay down on the ground with your feet and arms in the air like a fucking cartoon dog. Yes, <laughs> you're ready to be. That's absolutely right. I'm ready to be taken yeah. away wherever they take me. It's fine. I don't care. You know, because because if I did not have, and let me be clear, if I did not have this device or something like it, let's say, uh, let where me, let me be clear, yeah, uh, I think that what happens is they take you to one of their secret jails that they have. They have all these black sites now. Jay, I'm getting into like conspiracy stuff. Yeah, well, sometimes they're they, right in front of your face, and you'd never know it. You walk by them a million times know. a day. You know, but uh, but really, you know, forcing air in, in through your ear, I think is such a great way to become uh, a superhuman. <laughs> you know, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. I'll you, come out and say it. You want some air in your in your freaking ear, I'll come freaking blowing your freaking ear for you. Right. Just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll come freaking do that for half freaking price. Half, pr- half price. Yeah, 20, so it's 20 bucks. So this is, okay, so you're offering yeah. to do it for $10? Yeah, and some freaking gas money, too. Okay. Maybe a sandwich when I get there. Now it's kind of creeping up. Okay, It's kind of adding oh. up. Yeah. <laughs> that's capitalism for you, folks. All right. Well, so that's your update on that. Why don't we hop into the six-pack, and we'll do six more of these motherfuckers. How about that? Okay. Welcome to the mother freaking six pack. Um, we got six Kickstarters here. Six is an arbitrary number. Uh, Kickstarter uh, as a website is an arbitrary website. You know, it's it's capricious at times. I would say it's all meaningless if you really think about it. Everything's just kind mm-hmm. of ephemeral and nothing actually fucking matters. But cosmically, yeah. Mike, we're barely a second. On the Earth's timeline. I mean, can you can, have you ever stopped to think about that? To be to be completely serious, like how many people have lived and died mm-hmm. before you were even born, and do their lives matter to you? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. So why do you think your life matters to anyone else? It doesn't. Some of them do, it like doesn't... George Washington, George Bush. Yeah, sure, but <laughs> second Bush also. <laughs> Uh, what do we got here, JF? Who's going to start it off, huh? Um, you, well, you're listed on the page first, and you also did you did the cool thing of taking an entire page for the space before a copied and pasted image. So, to me, hey, let's do let's just do let's do the age before beauty, huh? And what which way does that mean? Does that mean the younger or I, the older? I do I do not know. I've never understood that phrase. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never yeah, understood it. That's a really tough nut for me to crack, personally. What I got for you here, JF, is called Sticks Fresh. Mm. Sticks Fresh. Okay. I like the sound of that. It sounds delicious. It sounds like a deodorant to me. Without yeah. without having clicked on it, it sounds like a great that's deodorant. That's why I said. That's why I said it sounds delicious. Yeah. Sticks Fresh is the edible deodorant. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, 
it's the stickers that keep your fruit fresh. Okay. You ever buy you ever buy fruit and then they? I'm telling. Let me tell you what I did uh, a couple like a week ago. I bought uh, two bags of spinach. Right. Yes. And um, intending to put it into some eggs, in some uh, some chicken breast. Plus, it's it's sort of a nice uh, it's sort of a nice alternative to like an iceberg salad. Yeah, like a lattice. Type it's better. Thing. It's better to me. I got it. I got it. I didn't eat it fast enough, so now I have to throw away this fucking uh, let this fucking spinach that's all uh, soft and, sh- and it's like s- sticky and it stinks, you know. Yeah, and you bought the nice stuff too. I know you did. You bought the nice I spinach, did. and I did. And you're gonna feel I'm bad gonna... tossing it, but it's wet it's in like, there now. I'll... I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to be a better person buying all this fruit and stuff. And then it just goes bad. But you would have to eat. You would have to eat that spinach. You'd have to eat like two handfuls at every meal in order to get through it in the appropriate amount of time. Here's here's the thing, right? You want to you want to be healthy. You want to be you want to eat eat well. You know, you can't have fresh fruit around unless you go to like what am I going to do? Go to the goddamn store every day. I don't don't, I'm not going to live at the fucking store. That's what they want. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not. uh, Who's the fam- who's the famous guy who lived at the store? Tim Hanks. <laughs> Tim Hanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was that was an airport. The head stores. <laughs> Tom Hanks. The head stores in St- there. Stickers that keep your fruit fresh. Um. So, the idea is that you s- slap a sticker. So it's, it's like it's like a sticker with some uh, some fucking shit in it. It's like all made of veg vegetable ingredients or something. It's bunk. It's got to be bunk. You stick a, a sticker on your apple or on your uh, yam. If you got a yam laying around. Uh, does it work on yam? I have no idea if it works on yams. It's Somebody's putting it on an avocado here. Um, okay. They say it's not, it's not millennial, magic. Millennial probably. It's, it's science. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it's a millennial. They have all these gold rings on. Right. They love gold. Uh, I love gold. Yeah. It's not magic, it's science. Replacing the ubiquitous produce label, Sticks Fresh, is composed of 100% natural ingredients. The formulation on our sticker features naturally produced plant-based compounds that plants make to protect themselves from harmful environmental conditions. These compounds work together to create a protective layer around the fruit and presto, extended freshness. So, you know how they put... Wax on fruits and stuff, you know, to keep the fucking bugs off and keep the fruit fresh. Yeah, they make apples look pretty with wax. Okay, I get, I get that, but the whole thing is covered in the wax, right? Yeah, this is just like a sticker that you put on, like a, uh, like you would see on the, you know, would you be if you you ever buy an apple? I'm gonna go to the store and purchase one apple. Yeah, last time I did that, it cost me about fourteen hundred bazongas. Yeah. Brexit. I don't. I don't understand how this is. So, does the sticker itself emit? I guess, man. I guess that that's what there's compounds on it. Because this is what I know about. I know a little bit about fruit ripening, and the banana. Like, if you get a banana and it's too green, a good trick is to to put it in the bag, because it releases. I think it's called ethylene gas, and that's that's the function. That's how the banana ripens because it's, as soon as it's picked or maybe even on the tree even, but past a certain level of maturity, it's constantly releasing this ethylene gas. And yeah. if you Are can, we talking about bananas or you? 
short your shorts. Uh, that was the dog. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but if you capture more of the gas in the bag and the banana absorbs that reabsorbs that gas, then it's it's going to ripen faster. That's a good trick if you need a banana in one day instead of two days. And the thought of eating a green banana makes you want to jump out of a building. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I just eat the banana. I peel on. I don't care. I'll, it doesn't matter to me. Another good trick. I don't know if you've ever done this one. I, I've done this one since I was a kid. Put the banana in the microwave for three and a half minutes with the uh, shell on it. <laughs> and what does that? And what does that normally do for you in terms of? In terms it of, quickens it quickens up the ripening process. I don't know what it is. Does it's it mi- microwaves or something? You know, in but, the microwave, yeah, potentially it could be that. Three and a half minutes. Shove all of your fruits and vegetables in the microwave. You, presto, you have fresh vegetables immediately. Wow, they should they need to start putting the fruit button on the microwave. Honestly, yeah. if we can be honest, <laughs> that way it can it can set more of the digital on there. So um, this does a, a little bit of uh, more of uh, in depth than you, the usual Kickstarter stuff that we and this is Indiegogo by the way but oh they do they do a little bit more um, CYA stuff where they uh, they have a video of like um, a side by side comparison you know yeah they do and um, it says it says from actual study it says it's from a study but I don't yeah. know where I don't know where that is. To me, this looks so. the The presentation itself is is fabulous. The science mm-hmm. of it seems very similar to like a high school science fair project, where you kind of look at it and you go, "Well, like I don't know what you fucking, I don't know what you did with this, you idiot. You get a blue ribbon, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, you get a one year supply of stickers for one hundred and twenty nine bucks. Do you have to toss the sticker after it's? Is it? Does it I get think, used up? I think you do. I think it's a one-time use sticker. Okay, and it says you can use it on. It says it it works best on avocados, apples, oranges, and mangoes. But it also works on golden lily, mango, green apple, kiwi, pomegranate, lemon, apricot, papaya, pear, dragon fruit, lime, star fruit, and mangosteen. Yeah. So all the mangosteen heads out there, rest assured, your fruit is included in the type of fruits that you can put a sticker on. Somebody somebody tell Rich Kayenka you won't get that one and maybe three people will get yeah. it. But no, anyway I don't think I don't think it's legit, but it looks very good. Looks um, great. It, it says it keeps it fresh for what was it, like fourteen days or something like that? Longer than real fruit. It can extend your the the fruit's freshness by two weeks. It also studies have also shown that fruits Treated with the sticks fresh sticker show increased sweetness, higher retention of moisture, and sustained cellular structure, resulting in that's increased what I, that's firmness. That's what I look for when I go look for fruits. And how's the cellular structure of this fucking shit? I'll tell you what. If this thing is is gonna make it uh, uh, t- taste better and and get harder, you know where I'm putting about six of these things. Oh boy, six six of them. Okay, four. <laughs> They're four, four and a half. Okay, fine. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> okay. Um, eight thousand nine hundred twenty-two dollars of the five thousand dollar goal. It's Indiegogo Flex, so they got it. They got it. One hundred ninety-nine backers. Twenty-five days to go. Twenty-five days to go. Still, so I'm too stupid to know exactly 
what the deal with this is, but yeah, I I would I would really be shocked if this made would, any kind of sense. I would be interested in getting some, doing my own, running my own test, putting stickers on each individual leaf of spinach. <laughs> that could work. And see, coming back fourteen days later and having myself a nice little spinach omelet. Having a little spinach. Um, did you ever do that thing where you t- you chew up the thing and then it turns uh, sour fruit into sweet fruit? Did you ever do that? No, but I know what you're talking about. Like the magic berry or something it's called, and then they put it yeah. in a in a chewable like sweet tart form, and then you could you could bite into a lemon and it just tastes like a lemon candy, and then. Your gut gets all upset later because you're not supposed to eat a whole lemon, you know. But <laughs> interesting. I think if you had tried to tell me that that worked, I would have said there's no way. You know, there's no yeah. way that works. So maybe this operates on the same, you know, spectrum of of unbelievability and and feasibility as the whatever it's called, the miracle pill or whatever it is. You know, probably not. Probably not though. It's probably just a sticker. I don't know. Okay, Mike. I've got I've got one here. This is called Books Against Banality. Books Against Banality. The game book. Okay. Books Against Banality. The game a fun, book. Yeah. A fun and cheeky games book that allows you to build hilarious creations alone or with friends. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's self-billed here as a BuzzFeed quiz meets Cards Against Humanity in this fun and cheeky games oh. book. If you, if you if you if somebody who heard that if somebody who heard that phrase got horny or like wanted to know more, yeah, that's a bad, that's a red flag, giant red flag there. Yeah, my my hand did reach <laughs> instinctively for my wallet. I was patting myself all over <laughs> looking for my wallet so I could grab this thing. <laughs> Um, because I feel like even what it actually is doesn't doesn't even live up to that very thin premise, uh, which is of course bad. Um, because what it actually is is, have you ever seen the tweets that people will do where it's there's like a category, and then it says, "Hey, if your first initial is this, and your second initial is this, then this is mm-hmm. your fucking porn star name." Or yeah. If your birthday, uh, pick your birthday. If it's December 11th, let's say, just to pick one, you know, complete, completely <laughs> random. <clears throat> um, it'll say you can, you're like, for instance, it might be like, okay, if your birthday is December 11th or January 13th or whatever, I think we should do December 11th. Okay. <laughs> then your type of your, the best type of seafood dinner you could have is fried shrimp. Because fried mm-hmm. is for December and shrimp is for eleven, you'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna get some fried." Just cl- just clapping your little hands together <laughs> in your office cubicle. I Yay. love fried shrimp. <laughs> this one. Got oh wow, me. I love that. Yeah. Just yeah, and then someone someone the next thing over got like uh, like mussels and pasta, and they're like, "Ugh, I'm allergic to mussels." Hey, I got mussels and pasta. <laughs> Yelling from over <laughs> the fucking people. <laughs> And I actually did see, this is kind of interesting, March Madness gets all the headlines for how much lost productivity there is in the workplace. I did read that offices lose over $400 trillion every year from people saying what type of seafood dinner they get, but just yeah. looking at their birthdays. Because if you multiply, if you just think about it, you take, well, it's five minutes to you, but to your company, you know, you've got everybody up and down. You get the new people are taking breaks. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're not shipping out your product on time. You're behind SCAD in Q2. So 
I mean, this thing's a fucking disaster. And this guy wants to print more of them in a book? You know, maybe I'm missing something, but that seems like it should be against the law. <laughs> um, but his are, for instance, Harry Potter books. So first, first name initial. Mike, what's your first name initial? My first... My first name initial, yeah. that's going to be an M. Okay, and so it is The Night Of. So Harry Potter and The Night Of. Okay, and the second name initial is H, I think, for you. So it would uh-huh. be Harry Potter and The Night Of, The Salty. Oh, boy. And then your date of birth, you said it's the 13th, and it's Dementor, which is something from the Harry Potter universe. So your Harry Potter book, if you choose to accept it, is Harry Potter and the Night of the Salty Dementor. Oh, my God. That sounds so cool, Jeff. Wouldn't you like to read that? Oh, my God. I want to read that freaking book so bad. So fucking Harry Potter guy. Now, here's mine. <laughs> this is my Instagram-inspiring quote. Okay? Yeah. Um... You know what? You know what, I'll do my Harry Potter one too. People want to know. People are going to say, "What's JF's Harry Potter one?" Okay, fine. I'll do my Harry Potter one too. Harry Potter and J, the charm of F, the smelly eleven gay bar. So Harry Potter and mm. the charm of the smelly mm. gay bar. So that one's you not. Want, you want to do the Instagram one instead? Or? That one's not that good. Yeah, I don't think you should be able to do that one. Um, my Instagram inspiring quote is dream big for God's sake. If you want to live, I don't know Mm. if that really makes mine is get, get up whenever you can and take a photo. Now you can see, you can see that these are, uh, are the, is this all of them? I hope, I hope there's not all of them, but even if the, this were all of them. Even yeah. if this were an exhaustive list of everything that's going to be in this book, I'm already sold. It's enough. I don't need, it's enough for me, yeah. I don't need much more than this. But he does throw out some other ideas. He's <clears throat> Harry Potter book, rapper name. Now, I bet the rapper name. Now, I bet that's one you really want to definitely mm. read and laugh at. Um, t- mm. Tinder bio, Trump tweet, celebrity scandal. <laughs> And then a selection of options. Um, you could just try. You could just try to make the funniest combo. You know, you could just pick a, what's your, what's the funniest combo you can think of. I think that's cheating. Another a way. I uh, think a, maybe like a uh, thing you could do is uh, just open a dictionary and look at several words. Yeah, feel free to do that as well. <laughs> Crack open the dictionary, look at some words, and say, "Oh, these some of these are kind of funny." Oh, these are these are really funny. Somebody should. Put these in a book, yeah. and then you put the dictionary in a book, and it sells millions of dollars. Yeah, and the folks over at Merriam-Webster just like laughing all the way to the bank on that one. Yeah, um, twenty bucks for a paperback copy of Books Against uh, Banality. So um, interesting, I guess. What part of this? Normally, when they do something where they they take the Cards Against Humanity name structure, is they sort of just like rip off the idea wholesale. But in this case, this is just ripping off like a tweet format or like a, a meme format. And it doesn't really have anything to do with Cards Against Humanity except for like the the like slightly yeah, edgy content. Black and white. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very strange. Strange tr- strange thought process on this one. Nothing nothing that says, you know, 
it's called books against banality. Banality. Nothing, nothing yeah. says uh, nothing says you know this is going to stick around and uh, stand the test of time. And jokes about like uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do they have here? <laughs> yeah, t- Tinder bio stuff is very very good. Yeah, Tinder bios, celebrity scandals, they got it all. Yeah, all the stuff that like you said will will last throughout time. We'll all, we'll keep going back to and enjoying. Uh, $1 pledged of $260, <laughs> uh, one back in 27 days to go. 260 bucks ain't shit, so maybe maybe he'll get there on this one. But, boy, that stinks. So that's that's mine. What do you got? Here's a here's a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. Mm. Um, Yum. This is, a, this is a, a, another book. Now, I mean... People are going to start saying, "Hey, books! You know these uh, these aren't these uh, you guys aren't hyping these up." But books are actually kind of cool. There's lots of stories in books. Um, you yeah. can use a book. Uh, you can use a book along with your ma- imagination to travel to different places. That is kind of neat. Yeah, you think you're just in your house, but you're really, you know, a mile below the surface of the ocean. You know, and dancing with. Different kinds of whales and and thinking about. Whoa! I'm in I'm t- I'm in some kind of war of the worlds. I was just uh, on my chaise lounge. What yeah. happened? That's the power of books. Yeah. This one's called "Fuck My Kids," and that's not that's not the end of the title. It says "Fuck My Kids Are Annoying." I just had to take a breath. <sighs> yeah. Let's step away from. <laughs> the had to take an unfortunate. <laughs> Fuck my kids are annoying. It says and in this the subtitle and the wife ain't much better. Hmm. So this is going to be a fun one, I think. And this is a book, you know. You remember the books where the guy was like, "Go the f to sleep," you know, and yeah. uh, everybody's like, "Oh, this is everybody in every office." It's was a like, cute this is a baby funny... shower gift, you know. Everybody in every office was like, "This is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen in my entire life." You're not supposed to cuss around your kids, is the main thing of that. Yeah, but these guys are doing it. Yeah, they don't really seem to care much. It's also pretty safe because. Their kids are the small kind that don't know. They don't pick up the cuss. So that's yeah. generally when you're talking to a one-year-old, you can kind of get away with stuff like saying, ah, oh, my ass is itchy or whatever, because they're not really, they're not picking I up because they don't know what it is. I used to do that a lot. When my kid was a baby and he was in his crib, I would stand over him and I would just say, fuck you. <laughs> just sit there and cuss at him. So my kids are annoying. Stuff, yeah. By Timothy McCourt. Just, uh, just. Uh, staring at him and just saying "fuck you." Yeah. Uh, this guy is is writing a book. Wake up, you little turd! Uh, remember all those nursery rhymes that you loved and and stories that your mother read to you as a child? Well, I've ruined them. He said. Ah. This guy's from this guy's from Perth, Australia. Right. I've mushed them together with. Uh, I've I've mushed. I, let me do a. Can I do a, a Can I do a an Australian guy accent? I think is that that's offensive. No, I think that's. I don't know. I think you're on your own. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Okay, and if I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna do the accent. We can come back. We can people, cut it out in 20 years. It's fine. If a lot of people write in to say I don't, uh, that's offensive. Then I'm gonna ask you to cut it out. Okay. Actually hurting my uh, throat to do it. I don't know how they do it over there, but it's crazy. I don't think they uh, do it quite like that. But 
It says, I've seamlessly spliced them together with tales of the times my kids have fucked up my day, ruined my plans, or interrupted me and my wife during our private grown-up time. He says, interruptions that seem to bother me a lot more than they do her. Ah, women hate now sex. That's a fun trope. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love my kids. But the stories in this book stem from those times that I think things like, how the fuck is getting someone else's vomit on my face an acceptable part of my life now? Mm-hmm. Or, great, my toddler just threw a salt shaker at that lady's head. This book is a much, this book is as much a general warning of things to come for wannabe parents as it is a lighthearted reminder of the horrors that are involved in raising small children for existing parents. Now, this is a pretty crass. This is a pretty crass book, actually. This guy's just like deeply unhappy. <laughs> one of the one of the he has some sample pages here. Yeah. One of the one of the things here says, "My wife walked in trembling. She looked pale and weak." It's in the you know the format of like a uh, I don't know what that's called. I didn't go to I didn't go to poem college or whatever. A B rhyme scheme. My wife walked in trembling. She looked pale and weak. I lay her down on the couch, and as she started to speak, I felt a sickness inside of me, a sharp stabbing pain, as my life got flipped upside down by those two fucking words again. And I'm don't I don't know what it is that he's I don't know what does he mean by that. Do you actually I'm pregnant. He's got a little illustration of a pregnancy test here. It's, I'm pregnant. Is that what like, that is? Oh, fuck. Yeah. It looks like a vape, right? It does, yeah. Don't vape that. You'll pee in your mouth. Or. Or do. I don't know. You know. Oh, children, dear children, like I said before, I love you with all my heart and more. But if there was one little thing I could just add, it's please just do what I fucking tell you. I'm your dad. This seems like a happy guy. The The next page that he has on here is just about. Yeah, man. This sucking one's. Sucking his wife's pussy. <laughs> In a, in a flash, I had her clothes off, and I nestled into place, and then I started doing the alphabet with my tongue and half my face. Now, the alphabet only works if you do upper and lower case, and then repeat until your girl feels like she's floating into space. It's filthy, dude. Don't put that out there for people to I'm read, just doing sick a, fuck. Just doing a dice clay thing, but it's masked like it's yeah. a kid's book? A children's book. Strange. Where's the money going? I have to pay my wife $20 for a couple cheap bottles of wine or she won't let me release a book making fun of her children with stories about her vagina in it. Yeah. I wouldn't want you to do that either. Hey, if you're this guy's wife, uh, get a divorce from him. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to create this once before, 58% funded, and then uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe he died. Is it about it? He's about at fifty eight percent funded now. I think right one hundred three of one seventy seven. That's sixty percent. So I kind of got a great eye for percentages that I just kind of. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's the same one. <laughs> nonchalant. He didn't create it. It's at fifty eight percent. It's at fifty eight percent now. He created one called "So You Want to Have Kids," a children's book for adults. And that one was unsuccessful. It was. It's basically the same idea. Okay. A, a book. He went cuter with collect- the art, though, on this one. A collection of children's stories and nursery rhymes adopted, adapted to show how much having children can really fuck up your lifestyle. This dude's just like a piece of shit. Yeah. That's, yeah, wow. 
Oh, wow. Okay, so one of the illustrations, I don't know if you see this, is two stick figures fucking. Okay. Down here. Yeah. The stick figures are having sex with each other, yeah. Anyway. That's, uh, fuck my kids are annoying. 103 didgeridollars mm-hmm. of 177 uh, didgeribucks. 19 days ago. Pretty cool. 19, uh, 19 days to go. Thanks to our friend Zeke for sending that one in. Uh, I've got this one. It's called the Lion Cooler. Lion Cooler. Um, now, I will, I'm will. i going to preface this by saying, hey, do you remember that cooler from a while ago that's been sort of like the albatross around Kickstarter's neck for the entirety of its existence? The coolest cooler. Yeah, I remember that. Of course you remember that, you freak. Um, yeah. Coolest cooler, just to quickly... Uh, give you an idea of what that was about. Some guy got $13 million on Kickstarter for this cooler that has a bunch of garbage jammed into it. Um, it's just battery powered. This is from 2015. It um, was a big, ugly orange cooler. It had uh, wheels. It had a radio in it, I believe. It had a place where you could stick a blender and it would, it would, uh, there's a motor and it would uh, run your blender so you could blend up, you know, whatever the fuck it was you were trying to do. Hey, if this if this thing sucks your dick, I'm telling my old lady to hit the road. Right. I'm not actually telling her that. Uh, no, no, and and you know, and and you're going to be disappointed because it's the blender basically is one of the main thrusts of oh, it. It's shit. not the yeah, dick sucking part. Don't put your so. dick in that. Yeah, that, that's not a good time. And then there's a there's like a cutting board and like plates and all of it like fits into the cooler somehow. And and somehow or another, with 13 million bucks, he wasn't able to make it happen. Um, yeah. And it essentially from there became something akin to a Ponzi scheme in which new – so he had to put it up on the retail website. So he was selling the cooler and then using that money from uh, uh, from the, the actual sales of the cooler to fulfill orders that he had already sold on Kickstarter, you know, like years before. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of shuffling around of money. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm, of course, not everyone's satisfied with the outcome. I'm sure some people ended up getting a cooler and some of them were probably fine and some of them probably sucked and some people probably didn't get anything. Um, but that was sort of the big boondoggle for coolest cooler. Um, and they probably made a movie out of it for all I know, but this one is, this one is sort of heading into the, the fray a little bit here as far as coolers, crowdfunded coolers go. The lion cooler is the first smart-controlled portable solar fridge-freezer. And uh, they are going to be forced to make this because they've they've pulled in 25 grand of 10 grand already. 36 days to go on this, 43 backers. And the gimmick of this is instead of opening it up and putting a bunch of ice in there like you would a normal cooler, this one uh, has a compressor on it and runs like a refrigerator does. So you yeah. pull a little refrigerator around with you all the time. It's also solar powered. It's got these solar power uh mm-hmm. panels on it. So it, it Yeah, what it does is it it runs off of this battery, this big ass battery that you stick in there, and it says that it can charge and power the cooler uh simultaneously. So you can do that by plugging it into your car or the wall or um putting up these solar panels, I guess. Um, it's hard for me to imagine solar panels pulling in enough power to run essentially a small fridge, but that's what they say it does. 
and uh, it's got a little USB on there for your thing, and Bluetooth on there for your other stuff, and it's got wheels, and it's the, it's the same uh, shit, basically, but with, without the ice, so I assume there's coolant in there, it's got a little miniaturized um, compressor that pushes the coolant around the outside of the box, and it's insulated, so... Um, this is fucking wild to me that anybody would make another cooler on Kickstarter, but Mike, they did it, bud. 25 grand. Yeah. So they're going to have to do it. Yeah. was a, what do you think about having a, a refrigerator as opposed to an ice chest? I'm sort of inclined. I think I would rather have the ice chest. Am I crazy for thinking that? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. Um, I don't. I just. I think it comes down to a uh, need. You know, you're yeah. gonna need a fucking digital LED display for temperature control. You're gonna need Bluetooth connectivity. You're gonna need. Uh, you're just throwing like a I can mean, of Mountain Dew in there. I don't know if you necessarily need to. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing all day? Pilot the bridge on there. <laughs> it's just a fucking <laughs> can of Coke. <laughs> Maybe it's good for tailgating. I don't know, man. But the tried and true method of just frozen ice seems to have worked for. Approximately uh, nine hundred years. Yeah, so. and it uh, I and it does say it gets down to minus four Fahrenheit, which is truly shocking to me. But I mean, freezers get pretty cold, I guess. But I, I feel like I would rather have the the quick cooling of ice because that that contact, like if you because this is the way you use coolers, right? You're like, oh shit. It's 30 minutes until there are going to be people here, and all my drinks are hot because they've been sitting in the garage. So you you grab your drinks, and you put them in the cooler, and then you cover them with ice and a little bit of water. And in 30 minutes, they're fucking cold as shit. Like, you can't even touch them. They're so cold. But with this, mm-hmm. you're going from room temp to hopefully as cold as you can get it, and it's running off of a battery. There's just no way it's going to be even remotely as fast as sticking it in ice, right? I don't know, man. I'm interested to see, uh, like, how much do you think it's going to be retail? <laughs> wow. What does it say it's going to be retail? Because the super early bird, it says, is uh, $539. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and that one, cooler. that includes the cooler, the battery that it requires, an AC adapter, a car charger cable, and a solar charge cable, but sounds like maybe not the solar uh, panels. I don't see a way to get solar panels. My guess is they're not manufacturing the solar panels. You're going to have to find those. Oh, is that I thought it came with it. That's funny. It says solar charge cable. It doesn't say... That it includes the actual panels themselves, and they they don't seem to be branded or anything. So I think you, you may be on your own as far as finding those. Um, they also it's not a I mean they don't sell a car either. You got to have your own car. So I mean, just, oh, I thought it came with a car. No, so. I thought it came with uh, all these guys too carrying it around. <laughs> I thought it came with uh, all. This We're all stuff. the hunks. Can we get a couple of you hunks should, in here? My you shouldn't God. be able to put it on your page if it doesn't come with. It. Come on. <laughs> I wanted the hunks. Well, you joke, but I mean, remember that big thing about the the kid with the or the guy that wanted the jet from the Pepsi points thing? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was something else, huh? They said you can't put it in the ad if you can't actually get the jet. You dumb fucks. Yeah, and Pepsi said fine. We'll give you a jet and we'll custom wrap it with cool Pepsi logos. 
And the guy said, you know what? No, I don't want it because it was honestly just a test. So they kind of let him. Yeah, taught him a lesson. Yeah, and they learned their lesson, you know, and now they put out the uh, the Pepsi Zero Sugar, and I think it sort of healed a lot of America's wounds. But um, and now they help charity. And that, yeah, and they've done a lot of that as well. And you know, we can't we can't let that go unsaid. <laughs> so that's the Lion Cooler. I'm you know I'm not interested in this product at all. It says June 2019. I'll eat my goddamn hat at room temp if it comes out in June 2019 with all this shit. But. Um, but people seem to be buying into it. it, it people, a couple people are in here in the comments saying, "Hey, you know what? I, I backed the coolest cooler, so uh, you know I really need a cooler." So, and it's, but as a reminder, that was uh, five years ago. So maybe a five hundred, almost six hundred dollar cooler, man. I'm, I think I'm good on that. <laughs> like I spend money, I spend money on dumb shit. Right? Frivolous sometimes, yeah. I'm not gonna. Well, don't I mean? But I'm not going to go out and buy it. I mean, I've seen your statements, and there's a lot of stuff that I call into question. I just, I can't, I mean, this, missing money. I mean, I don't, you know, I've I've got my top guys on it trying to track this stuff down, and it's it's coming in. It's going out as fast as it's coming in, Mike, and... uh, What the hell is the Crazy Horse Club? What is that? What is the the Tomcat Club? What are these places you're going? The Tomcat Club. I'm I'm just like a big uh, strip club guy. (laughs) Um, well, so here, so what are the other coolers of note that people love to get those Yeti coolers, right? I don't have any Yeti products, but those are the ones that people fucking go ape shit over because they're, they're cool or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, there's, uh, I got, I got a couple from my work, you know, for like Christmas stuff. But the, what's the thing about it? It's just insulated with I mean, it's just, styrofoam it's just, in between. The... It's well branded and it, it looks decent. Um, yeah. I'm looking at this, and it looks so. The other good thing about Yeti coolers is they don't tell you how much space they actually have. Um, they just tell you. They say a number. They branded it. Um, mm. So this one is the Yeti. This is the Yeti Tundra 35, and it says it holds uh, 26 pounds of ice only, or 21 cans of beer, and it's about 15 by 20 inches so how big is this cooler here we can kind of get a rough estimate of uh the size do we have dimensions yeti, yeti hundred 35 is that what you said hmm uh yeah yeti tundra 35 and how big is the cooler the lion cooler that we're looking at here is it okay it says i would say it's about eight feet okay. by I don't 100 think... feet that's not correct is that right that's not correct it says it's 25 by 16 by 20 so 20 is the height on that. Uh, so 25 by 16 by 20, and the Yeti is 16, uh, 15, 21. Okay, so that's smaller. So let me go up a size here. Thanks, Yeti. Come on. <laughs> You're making it hard on me, and I'm doing too much math on here, and everyone's mad at me. Everyone's screaming. I'm not doing the math fast enough, and they're crying, and the big, strong man is crying, and he said he's never cried this much before, but he really respects <laughs> how much I was able to make him cry. <laughs> um, this one is the Yeti Tundra 45. It says it is 16 by 15 by 25, which is pretty close. That's decently close to what we're talking about here, and it's fucking 300 bucks. So if there's you know one step above that, it's probably 400 bucks, and that's probably pretty fucking close to what this thing is. And and the other one's just a big dumb box. So I think I think this is like competitively priced for fucking for uh 
coolers where like the guys whoever's buying this the guy's whole weekend is like his cooler so maybe that maybe it makes sense more than we thought and i'm buying you one thank you so much Here's yeah. Here's one with wheels. The Tundra Hall. He's. It's the description on the Yeti website says Yeti Nation spoke and we listened. Our first ever Yeti cooler on wheels is the answer to taking Tundra's legendary toughness and unmatched insulation power. The extra mile. Oh man, there's so many guys just like popping boners thinking about being a part <laughs> of Yeti Nation and then putting the sticker on their Dodge Ram. Yeti. I'm a part of Yeti Nation, and I identify with the Yeti brand due to the fact that I like um, putting stuff in a a box and making it cold and then taking it with me where I'm going because I'm on the go. So Uh, I got some stickers on the back of my truck. I got the Yeti sticker, so everybody knows that I I have uh, I like to carry my drink someplace else other than my house. Yeah, I'm not just in my house, guys. I'm not just drinking my drink in my house. I'm drinking it out of the house. I go outside, and when I go outside, I need a drink. I need a drink. Yeah. Um, another sticker I have is Keep Calm Chive On. That's right. KCCO, I have that plastered on the back window of my F-350 or what have you. Cannot see out the rear window of my truck. Cannot see because another one I have is Bill Murray's silhouette head on the back of my truck. And I'm just tooling around town with those three stickers, not not seeing a goddamn thing out my back window. Um, people who don't live in Tennessee don't realize that there are people who get like custom nature scenes on their, <laughs> on their rear windows and it's impossible to see out of them. They'll do like, like a, like a pond, like they're, it's like fishing or back there or there's, you do see a lot of like American Eagle ones where it's like a big American flag and an Eagle screeching. And, um, the ones that, the ones that I don't, I don't understand when people put a like the memorial stickers on the back of the truck. I right. mean, it's, you can't make fun of it because someone passed away, but it's like... Someone a, they cared about died, and they, this is their idea of memorializing guess, them, but it is it strikes me as peculiar also. It's like, all right, man, some guy you know died? All right. What the fuck you want me to do about it, you know? Like, I gotta, I gotta read the, read about this shit while I'm behind you in the track. Like, it's a, it's not a... Uh, I can't gripe. I can't have a legit gripe about it. But no, you can't. It is kind of like, all right, you know? It does. It does seem. It's not how I choose to grieve, which is I just kind of say, "Oh, well, that's not good," and then I kind of go on. But I think maybe we're just we're sort of irreverent guys. We're sort of chive guys. So this is just kind of how we are, you know. Yeah, the one I the one I have on the back of my truck is Osama bin Laden, and it has his birth date, which was like nineteen forty something, right? Probably nineteen fifty seven. Yeah. I don't see, you know, I don't look at the sticker too often because I'm looking forward. You're looking, you're driving forward, yeah. It says 1957 to 2011 on the back of the truck there. Are those dates correct? Is the is the 2011 correct? I actually, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Okay. What passed away. Well, what's your Pneumonia, next Pneumonia, I think. <laughs> what's your next one? The next one I got is called the Wrapping Paper Cutter. Now... Well, I I can't wait to hear the song. It's called the the wrapping paper cutter. It's called, actually called the easy cut. It's patent pending. Well, my name and is Paper is, Cutter, and I'm here to say I like to wrap presents in a neat way. <laughs> um, this is called the easy cut, and it looks like a little, you know, when the you know when in in Star Wars, you ever see Star Wars where they have the big uh, what's I've the not. big dog in in Star Wars, the big uh, dog guy. 
Alf. Yeah. When they have him in the in the chains, you know, he's got the handcuffs on. Yes. It looks like it looks like one of those one of those single handcuffs. And the way it's supposed to work is it wraps around mm-hmm. your wrapping paper and it's you slide it up and down like you're jacking it off and it cuts off the wrapping paper. Okay. Is the is I mean? the video of interest at all? Can I pu- you're not going to be able to hear it from your end, but can I play it and see if the, the video, easy cut video? Expl- yeah. I didn't watch it because uh, I I was too engrossed in the drama surrounding the the, the project. But go ahead and watch it. Okay. I'm playing the video now. The video so far is a still image, so that's. Hello, Kickstarter. My name is Janine, and I'd like to introduce you to the Easy Cut. The Easy Cut was invented by my husband because I was always making him cut paper and was up in presents, and it drove him mad. Okay. He just wanted an easier way. He's made about 20 prototypes over the last couple of years trying to get it perfect as he wanted it to cut both ways to make the process simple and fast. We do have a manufacturer ready to produce the final product, but to get this to market we need your help. Tooling costs are just more than I have available, so I'm bringing the easy cut to you at a great price in return for your kind support. With your help, we could easily see the easy cut of the store near you. Thank you. I will say the sound that wrapping paper makes when it's being cut in England is truly horrifying. That is, <laughs> I did not like that screeching sound that it made. Very awful. But, uh, yeah. okay, so it so it holds, you hold the paper, You like you said, you do slide it, You okay, so you pull out the paper you need, then this object goes up and down, or just... It just goes one direction because you only need it to go one direction to cut the paper. But I'm not sure. Well, so what happened with this? So the the fuck of this one, right? Is uh, there was a, already an existing product called uh, what was it called? Shit. It was called uh, the. It wasn't called that. I'm just doing that to fill time because I don't I don't know what it's well, called. That's it's called the people... little. It's called the little elf. Oh. And this was the the original product was created by Brian Perla. He's not my best friend. I don't know his fucking name. <laughs> Get off my fucking ass about That's it. That's fine. You're um, doing fine. Anyway, so a bunch of people found out that this is just basically like a ripoff of that other thing. And uh, so everybody was like, hey, what's going on with this shit? You know, in the comments. Yeah. And so this person... Uh, like canceled the fucking or didn't cancel the fucking thing. It got fully funded, and then she updated the thing on March seventeenth. Um, it was it was uh it was fully funded on January eighth, right? Yeah. And then she posted this thing, I guess, on March seventeenth that said, "Hi, we are very sorry, but due to the amount of stress and spiraling cost, we can no longer finish this project." If I had known that me and my family would be receiving death threats for a $10, a 10-pound product. It doesn't look like it weighs that much. It's English. That's so confusing that they do that it because is. of Brexit. And it's it's really made everything sound very strange when and we the, say it. And it's not our fault. And the little pound symbol is an L. And it, there's where is the L in pound? There's no L in it's pound. It's so frustrating. And they just it's can't so, get it together over there. And I'm sick of it. I'm about sick of it. Teresa Teresa May is on her way out. So yeah. hopefully hopefully they can get back to to business. 
I, I would uh, I am close to losing my house over this project and receiving death threats for a few quid is an now what's a quid? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know. <laughs> not only am I close to losing my home, but my health has been affected in a big way. I have a company who is wanting to purchase the patent off me, and the deal I have stated is that they can have it if they make enough to send to the Kickstarter backers. I can't guarantee 100% this will happen, but I'm trying my best. Due to the amount of abuse I've received over this project, I will be logging off Kickstarter mm. and won't come back on again. So keep your threats and abuse to yourself. Anyone who has been patient, I can't thank you enough, blah, blah, blah. I I almost feel sympathetic in this case, and and the reason is I don't know what I'm talking about. But the second mm-hmm. reason is that this is like such a simplistic design that it's very hard for me to imagine someone not being able to come up with this on their own, even though it already existed. Like I don't. This is not like an extremely niche or complicated product it's it's like scissors in a different form factor like this just like a knife yeah. or something, you know what i mean so i definitely well, do is... believe someone could have come up with this without having known that the little elf existed yeah i don't know i don't know what the fuck's going on anymore no Apparently, I, don't, I don't know this guy's this guy from the original product pops into the comments of uh this product and he says i just wanted to introduce myself as part of the conversation surrounding the issue with this campaign my name is brian Perla, and I'm the CEO of Little Elf Products. We are the original patent-pending wrapping paper cutter that raised over $135,000 and over 600% of its goal on Kickstarter. So it was also a Kickstarter project. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> so this person... So he's I just guess. in there, like, flexing on this other this, this other lady? Yeah, he's in the comments there flexing on it. But he says... um. Let's see. Uh, we realize people are upset about not being able to receive their products from Janine, and we completely understand your frustration and anger about this problem. We have an idea to pay it forward and try to make this situation better for all of you. Kickstarter has been great to Little Elf. As it jump-started our launch, uh, we're upset to see people who funded this project not getting the f- uh, opportunity to cut their wrapping paper better. Mm. For some of you, this project may have even left a bad feeling about gift wrapping in general that makes us upset. That makes us upset. As holidays and other gift-giving occasions should be filled with joy and excrement. I'm just kidding. I put that in. It's excitement. (laughs) Nice. What we have done is set up a promo code that will allow you all to get free USA shipping on any pro. So he's like in here like, hey, these guys maybe ripped us off, but for the sake of you guys feeling good about wrapping paper again... Here's a little here's a little something from us. I hate this. I hate all of this. I don't want to yeah. use either one. I want to use scissors. I may stop giving gifts altogether. <laughs> this has ruined the idea of gift giving for me. And this is what this is what Cheryl says. I'm reading Cheryl's comment on here. She's like, like Cheryl's I, in here too. Yeah, Cheryl's in here. She says, like, I need a freaking ad right now. No offense. My nerves are probably just raw from this bitter backing, but I'll just stick to scissors. That's what I'm fucking saying. I'll just stick to scissors too. If you come in here and people are like, ah, I'm already out 20 bucks or whatever, whatever squids they used over there, I don't know. And then he comes in and says, give me more 20 bucks because I, I can tell now you guys really love wrapping presents so much, you presents freaks, you know? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. What a douche. 
don't know, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like it. I love it. Okay, and love I it. backed it. It got uh, 836 backers, but it also got 12,000 uh, pounds. Now, this is a uh, 12,000 pounds. Isn't that what you recently lost in your recent weight loss? Kind of a not a slam. Not really. Yeah, sort of a kind nice. Of a, kind of a nice praise to you. Yeah. And, and really, it's why we're such good friends that you're able to, at times, <laughs> hit the pause button on the constant, you know, <laughs> the slams and just say something nice for once, which is. Hey, you know, look, you lost 12,000 pounds. You used to weigh 12,000 right. more pounds. And so a while ago, you would have been a very large person. Um, you do the, have you do have bad breath, though. So what, Jesse, go ahead and say what your last one is, and then we'll get the hell out of here, huh? Yeah, we can do that. This one, Mike, is called the Auto Gym. The Auto Gym, get your exercises, you get on down the road. Bike pedals and a rower allow the driver and one passenger to get your car merrily, merrily, merrily down the road. Uh, $2 pledged of $35,000, two backers, 24 days to go. Originally, I saw this and thought it was one of those things that we have, I will admit, we have fallen for on more than one occasion, which is the uh, people from Australia or England or whatever are doing a very dry joke and we don't get it, and it looks like they put as much effort into their fake project as some people do their real project, and we've made fun of it. And I think the one we always remember is the, the jack-off doorknob or whatever it was called. Yeah, the knob to handle. Yeah. Oh, you remember it very well. You yeah. must have really been ashamed of it. Yes, I don't know. It really seems to haunt you. <laughs> like, fine. It's fine. I don't know. So I'm going to play this video real quick for the auto gym. Remember, this is this is something that uh, retrofits your car to uh, be an exercise uh, machine, and then that also powers the car. So I'm going to play the video that, again, is relevant to that project that I just said. Okay, this is a, uh, a little film that NASA put together based on all of the weather data over the last 100 and, uh, I don't know, 120, 130 years or so since 1884. And what you're going to see in here, I hope it shocks you as much as it did me, because it's an excellent, excellent way of portraying the data, the real science that totally debunks the idea that these climate change deniers want you to know that there's no climate change going on. It's just that it's so slow, we hardly notice it from year to year, but over a hundred years, it's astounding. Now the blue, you see the, the planet Earth here in this map, the blue is uh, relatively cool. Okay, it goes on for several more minutes after that. Um, then there's, there's more stuff about uh, traffic. Let's see if I can play this one here. Okay, so this is how I got the idea for this invention. I was stuck in traffic one day, and it wasn't traffic this bad because I don't live in Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles traffic. But I'll bet you any amount of money you have been stuck in traffic like this probably more often than you care to admit. And most of us, it's probably traffic something like this every day of your uh, working life uh, both coming and going to work. So this guy, is a, he's kind of a talker. He's kind of a talking type of guy. Um, but he seems to be coming from a good place, which is he's, he, he, he does believe in climate change, which it's crazy that you even have to say that it's something that you believe in. But he uh, he recognizes climate change. He recognizes the impact that humans are having on the world, and he wants to fix that. 
Um, and what he's decided to do is to uh, put pedals in your uh, car so you can be the Flintstones. Um, and that is, I think, a very unique take on <laughs> the ice caps melting and flooding the coasts. Yeah. So he's working on a prototype for this. Um, you get you get two workouts in your car. You get the rowing and you get the bicycling, and both of those go into uh, your car somehow, which, you know, I'm just, I, all I need is another cup holder, frankly, and I'll be okay. But um, he says you can go five to ten miles an hour, which is probably about as fast as a race car, I think. And uh, and here, this is he's also got a video of somebody on a machine. Now, as part of and, our invention, which is uh, Jim <laughs> inside your car, we have a. So he's basically uh, trying to hook up a pedal ex- exerciser to this, to a car. To a car, and yeah, for this he screen captured a YouTube video of a guy like in a dirty living room, um, operating one of these like fan. Like oh, what's over that? What's over that floor, huh? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, it looks like pieces of the house are inside of the house. His floor looks like the fucking. You ever go to that steakhouse where they people <laughs> eat peanuts and just throw shit on the floor? It looks like that place. It does look like that quite this a guy bit. Guy lives at a Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's one of those like resistance things where it's like the fan is um is like providing the, I don't know enough about exercise machines. You know what I'm talking about, where you pull and then the fan fucking spins. Yeah. Are you talking, oh, you're, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you come to the right place when you're talking about exercise equipment. You, I think the machine you're referring to. Yeah. Is the, uh, whirly gig. Okay. Okay. I got, okay. Well, you're, you know what? I was in over my head and you kind of, you kind of saved me and thank you for the life raft on that one. He says, once our prototype is produced, the only challenge will be to get the device installed in all cars for the use of any driver whenever they are interested in getting a nice workout while driving. To that end, we will be going to Congress to get legislation that will require all car manufacturers who sell cars or light trucks in the United States to install this as standard equipment in at least half of all cars and trucks produced. So I think once they get over that small hump, um, we should be on easy street from there. You know, because <laughs> all you have to do is uh, go to Congress and make them do that. So, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, Congress. <sighs> Not good. I think this guy's heart's in the right place, maybe. But Absolutely. He's just, uh, dumber than dick water, it seems like. These motherfuckers <laughs> stupid as shit. And well, it actually solves a lot of other problems that Congress is dealing with all the time. Like, here's one. He says, like it or not, this is our driving future. Not only will it cut down to nearly zero the number of fatal accidents on our highways and byways, but it will also make us all more healthy, so much so that you may not even need health insurance. In my my life, (laughs) exercise is what has prevented all kinds of diseases from overwhelming me. Exercise is the best and cheapest form of health insurance that there is. Trust me. You may never need health insurance because you will get healthier and not require health care nearly as much as you might have without the auto gym. What's wrong with that? And yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe never. Never mind with all my poo pooing and naysaying, you know. Right. Plus, it'll it'll almost cost nothing because it reduces the weight of the car or truck. Because if you think about it, once you take all the motor out of the car, there's really not much for the car guys to do. Yeah. 
Because there's That's no motor in it anymore. Yeah. So you just put you just put some industries out of business. Well, yeah, but they can work on the auto gym. Yeah. So you know all the eggheads <laughs> over there at Ford Motors sitting there trying to figure out the latest doodad to put in the whiz bang. You know, uh, hey, we got under control, pal. We'll just do the pedal thing over here, and they're going like, oh, well, duh. And so now I got time to go on a smoke break or you know whatever they yeah. do over there. So. um kind of neat um plus it'll save the earth um and then the healthcare, and then there's no more prescriptions um and you uh you get to sit down and just kind of chill so pretty good yep not bad not bad plus congress is in the mix so and those guys <laughs> um like i said two bucks on this uh you could be a beta tester for 25 bucks um, for a hundred bucks, you get to be a sponsor. Uh, for five hundred bucks, you get a copy of uh, a book, a beta test. You become a beta tester. Your name could show up on the side of two thousand five hundred cars all over the world whose owners have purchased the Auto Gym when they put our promotional bumper stickers on their cars at time of purchase. So that seems to sort of put the cart before the horse, so to speak, as to whether or not they have Fucking- bought it. Huge bumper sticker with like eight thousand people's names. Yeah, right. Well, it's probably a lottery system, or they could just go to Congress and see what Congress says about the bumper stickers. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, right. So that's the auto gym. Um, that's that's pretty nice for the six pack. Let's uh, let's read a letter. I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom. So let's read a letter, okay. and then I can... I choose uh you know uh C. Oh, well, that to, was fast. To... Yeah. Now I guess I can go to the bathroom very quickly. <laughs> Let's read the mail real quick. Just a second. That's where you come in. That's where you come in. Uh, drop us a line. Your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Twitter as well at your Kickstarter, or you could call the piss line 802 359 PISS. That was the last number they had, sadly. Um, I just checked our email and Zeke sent in a Kickstarter called the Auto Gym. Zeke is uh, just tearing it up, he's on the, he's on the ball. Okay, well, that so that happened live. You're reading yeah, emails live. live. We have live emails now, we got live emails. Is any other podcast doing that, do we know? I don't think so, man. I think we're innovators. I would love to set up something where we could be getting live emails while we're recording. And it's it's live to tape emails, but that's still better than yeah. 99.9% of the podcasts, you know? A lot, a lot of the podcasts, they do like uh, things where they read the emails, you know, um, four months in advance, six right. months in advance. Yeah. It's like, like, okay, you know, <laughs> I mean... It's like, all right. That's fine if you want to stay in the past. We're sort of in 3019 with our email tech. Um, Rob, Rob says, uh, hey, YKS boys, I just wanted to write an email thanking you for all the entertainment and laughs. I have listened to every episode and all the Patreon ones too. Patreon.com forward slash your Kickstarter sucks. I especially like any joke blogger segments or the real or fake deferment. I have noticed... An uptick in emails making jokes about Mike's mom. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah. I run an organization that helps... I'm not even going to read this one. Okay. 
So, um, thank you, uh, Rob, for writing in. Um, oh, because I, 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 I run an organization. He's so funny, Rob. This Rob guy. Yeah, I run an organization that helps stop harassment of this type. I would hate for the show to have a negative effect on Mike's relationship with his mom. So I want to volunteer my assistance, Mike. If you want to help, please email me at rob at savethewhales dot org. My mom is my mom is skinny as shit. <laughs> Okay, that's a good gag. Um, this is all. This is all to get me to post a photo of my mom for these freaks. On that's here. what they want, and you're going to give in, and it's going to be great. I'm going to give in. Uh, Nick writes. He says, "Hey JF, I was wondering what it must feel like to be both the hot guy and uproariously funny guy on the pod. So much so that it's clear that you're pretty much the one carrying the whole thing. Could you ask DB what that's like?" <laughs> so. Do you have any thoughts on what that's like, Mike, to be the the popular one, the the one that everyone likes, the one that everyone wants to be and be with? Yeah. What is that like? I think I think they're making it up. I think I'm hated. I am hated. You are you are hated. You're like a you're like a a villain. I am the the villain. People hate my guts. They want to see me in the town square. Pilloried, yeah. They want to. They want to throw fruit at your ass. They want to throw fruit at my ass, and if it has a sticker uh, on it, it'll be fresh and firm, just the way I. I like want to do. Man, that sounds so cool to throw stuff at some guy in the stocks. He can't do nothing about it. Yeah, because he's up there in the stocks. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next time on YKS, where we report on Kickstarter. You decide, and you and you. Okay. Guys, I want to make it clear we're not doing normal reporting, unlike Russia or whatever. Yeah. We report on Kickstarters. You decide about... You decide about them. About what kind of... If they're good or... Yeah. If they're funny. Bye. Or if they're not. Bye. Hey, fellas. Uh, I think my fiancé called earlier and said she she loved Mike more than JF, but um, just letting you know she... uh, she actually had a stress dream about our wedding earlier this month where you guys both showed up with pickles. And uh, you, uh, we, we asked you to leave, but you wouldn't. And you just stood there in the back laughing with pickles during our whole, like, ceremony. And uh, it kind of – and uh, it ruined our wedding. And uh, – Mike drank too much and sang a song but forgot the words. So uh, um, I think that's why she's not – we're not going to send you an invite. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.